From Toronto, Canada, The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Coming to you live from the Elite City Resort, the beautiful Elite City Resort Hotel here in Kalamata, Greece, our penultimate broadcast from Kalamata. Uh, one more week to go. Next week will be our final program live from Greece, and then we're heading on up uh, to Athens for the final leg of our uh, our trip here. And I'm going to miss it. Uh, it's a ways away. We're uh, uh, still down here, as I say, until next week. But um, missing Canada, but i I got to tell you, once you come here and you experience the sea and the people and the food and the mountains and the clean air... It gets a hold of you, and it has certainly. Um, so, the um, the mighty Aphrodite just arrived. Actually, it was a bit of a surprise. I knew she was coming. It was sort of a last minute thing. Once she got word that Little North had an accident and uh, fractured his his arm, she moved heaven and earth uh, to get on a plane and come over here. And we didn't tell the boys until we picked her up at the bus station here in Kalamata. And, uh, boy, you should have seen the look on their faces. They missed their mom, and uh, so did I. So it's great to have uh, the whole family down now here together. Uh, before we get started, I want to welcome uh, our new affiliate. I mentioned this last week, but it was sort of towards the tail end of the program. Uh, a big, hearty welcome to the Conspiracy Show family, to our new affiliate, WCRA AM 1090 in Springfield, Illinois. WCRA AM 1090, the news talk leader, Springfield, Illinois. Welcome. Great to have you aboard. Uh, I was mentioning the mighty Aphrodite uh, coming down here, and, and one of the things that I, I asked her, I said, you know, when, when, we, when we came over here, you know, there was so much news about how dire the, the economic situation is here, but I'm not seeing it. I mean, yes, there are, there are people who are in need, obviously, but, I mean, the, the average person in the street, they don't seem to be hung up on it. The fact that, you know, the unemployment rate is so high and we hear so much about the debt and so forth. There's just such a, a joie de vivre among the people. And she said, that's right. She said, and she had just come down from Athens. She said, same thing up there. The nightclubs are full every night. The restaurants are jam-packed every night. People go out and have a good time and go about their business. And it's because, she says, they just, Greeks live for the day. And it makes sense to me as I as I uh, as I uh, experience the life down here. That's that's exactly what people do. They live day to day, and there's a certain freedom in that, you know. Uh, not to be caught up in in uh, the doom and the gloom, but freedom is really the 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 subject of our first hour, because I'm about to welcome aboard to the conspiracy show a researcher and truth seeker who says. We're all living under indentured servitude to the money system. And he's here to explain how, contrary to popular belief, we don't actually own anything, including our own lives. He's going to explain how this happened and reveal why our names on all government documents are spelled in all capital letters. Just file that away for future reference. That's going to be important in this discussion. He's going to explain how we can break free from this dead bondage and live truly free lives as God intended. Vic Beck began researching the banking and legal system full-time as of 2000 after hearing the Ed Griffin audio 
of Creature from Jekyll Island. He's read most federal and provincial legislation and studied the workings of money and banking and government control and regulation. Although many would argue otherwise, he discovered that people in the so-called civilized countries are not free as they think they are. There's a level of freedom unknown to mankind that's not taught in schools or discussed publicly. Claiming ownership is the basis of the bondage people are under. This led to deeper study into government regulation of commercial activity, money, banking, and ownership of property. He wanted to know why life is the way it is for the average Joe, or appears to be economically and commercially, or, uh, sorry, uh, uh, why uh, life for the average Joe appears to be economically and commercially, and as relates to business activity. He discovered he has evidence that proves things are not as they appear. He discovered and has the facts and evidence to prove contrary to what people are told and believe we do not own anything. Not the house, not the car, not the money or boat, the cottage, the furniture, the name, or contrary to what is happening to people drowning in debt or just above being broke. He says the entire system is essentially a fabrication. In fact, we have no debts. We don't need money or banks. The perceived need for money to survive or have a life and debt are the two primary tools used to control people. But to do that, people must first be made to believe they own property. Great pleasure to welcome back to The Conspiracy Show, truth seeker researcher, Vic Beck. Are you there, Vic? Yes, I am, Richard. How are you? Great, great to have you aboard once again. Uh, I was here. talking about uh, the, uh, the the people here in Greece, and, and despite all the doom and the gloom, they have this joie de vivre. They seem to live for today. Uh, there is a real sense of freedom in that, and, and that's what we have you on board to talk about: is uh, freedom and how I guess we lost it, how we became uh, indentured servants uh, to this debt burden. So I, I guess, or this money system, I guess we need to spend a few moments talking briefly about how this money system works. What is money? And uh, I mean, I, I, I understand that this is probably a, a five-hour lecture in and of itself, but given that we only have about 40 minutes, we'll just sort of uh, hit the high notes here. Yeah, well, so how, how do you see the money system? Keep it short and sweet. Well, it used to be, uh, <clears throat> previous to the 1920s or 19, early 1930s, that a man would have his own gold, for example, or property, and he could put that in a safe at a bank and the bank would issue him notes backed by his own gold. Uh, in those days, you owned the gold, so you owned the note, and uh, you could circulate those notes as money, as cash, and uh, whoever had the cash could take that note back to the bank and get the gold, if they so chose. That's kind of how money was in the old days, but then the governments all went bankrupt. Um, <clears throat> as a result of the Depression, everything changed, and that's when the Securities Commissions came into being to regulate stocks and bonds and, and securities and collateral, so on and so forth. And as of those days is when uh, basically gold or, or money was no longer backed by gold. And then in the 60s, they removed silver uh, backing money. So basically at that point, the only thing now that's backing the money or what circulates as the medium of exchange is really only credit, but it's backed by the property. It <clears throat> actually belongs to the people. It was given to us by God. It's ours by divine right, and that includes our labor. However, do the uh, registration of birth process, the documentation that takes place in uh, registering the birth of pretty well every man, woman, and child in, again, a civilized world. All of that property has been seized, 
and that is what backs the money now. And that's why we don't actually own anything. So money is debt. Well, yeah. Explain it's, how that works. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's debt because <clears throat> our property, the property that belongs to the people, and I'll get to the birth registration, how they did that. But because they've basically seized the, the evidence of title to, our, to, to the resources of the countries and the, the productivity of the people, the fruits of the labor of the people, um, that allows the money to flow. That's how we came out of the Depression. <clears throat> That's when all of a sudden I talked to a 90-year-old woman a few years ago, and she lived through that period and said that, you know, there was no money. All of a sudden there was all of this money. Where did it come from? <clears throat> well, the instant they, they, they put these mechanisms in place, the, the future productivity of the people was pledged as collateral uh, basically to the treasuries. Now the treasuries could now issue cash through the central banking, central banks that every country has. And that's how the money came into existence. And also all that money that's circulating now is actually backed by property that belongs to the people. In fact, <clears throat> not in evidence, but uh, and that's why it's evidence of debt because it's what's owed to people. So the minutes... A, a new dollar is, is printed, mind you, it's now all electronic. The moment that new dollar comes into being, it's already debt. That's correct, but, but, the, but there is an asset backing. You see, it's, it's not possible. The rules of banking are simple, and that all money or that what circulates as a medium, medium of exchange must have something tangible backing it. In other words, not that it ever happens, but if the day of reckoning came that... Uh, Again, back in the old days, you could redeem your notes for the actual substance being the gold. Well, today that, that gold is now replaced by the productivity of the people, the houses, the cars, the TVs, the furniture, so uh, gold, silver, so on, so forth, jewelry, jewelry, all of that stuff is now backed by, <clears throat> back is what is backing the money. And those things have to be in place in order to create money. <clears throat> okay, so we are in, in essence the collateral. Listen, we'll take a time out, we'll come back. Vic Beck talking about how we became slaves to the money system and how we can get off of this uh, wheel, if you will. Back with more of The Conspiracy Show. Stay with us. Keeping an eye on the new world order, this is The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. To speak with Richard, call 416-360-0740. Live from the Elite City Resort Hotel in Kalamata, Greece, our fourth of five shows that will be coming to you live from Kalamata. Uh, Vic Beck is on the line, truth seeker, researcher, and uh, he spends his time informing people of the evidence. He says that proves they do not own property, so they may begin the journey of freeing themselves from burdens associated with ownership, such as government rule, debt, payment obligations, lack, limitation, and taxes. And um, I'll, we'll tell you how to get a hold of, uh, of Vic a little bit later in the program. Now, Vic, let's just back up. Before we get into the, the government documents that sort of entrapped us, uh, let's, let's talk about this idea that we don't own anything. We don't own our houses. We don't own our cars. Uh, we don't own property. Yeah, well, to do that, we have to get right into the, uh, to the documentation that was done at the time of the registration of, of the births is the only way that can do that. All right. Okay. Then let's proceed with the all-cap letters on our birth certificates and yeah, what that means. It, it actually starts before that. There's a document that the parents fill out that's called the In Canada here. It's in, it's in all the countries. The title of it may change, but it's a document that the parents fill out information with respect to the birth of the child 
there's a form one that the doctor fills out, but it's the form two or the second form is the one that the parents fill out and sign that bears the name that they are allegedly giving to the child. And that's called a statement of birth or a certification of live birth <clears throat> with respect to children who are born or babies that are born alive. And that document there now bears, and in, I should say that in law, in order to transfer something like a name or an idea, uh, or music for that matter, it requires that whoever authored it puts it on a piece of paper and then gives that piece of paper to whoever they intend to receive it. So it's like a donor-donee situation. <clears throat> in the case of the name, um, when the parents register, the parents don't actually register the birth, but they provide that information, the parents are intending to give that to the, the name on that document to the child. However, delivery of that piece of paper that bears the name is made to the government, <clears throat> and so that piece of paper is now evidence of title, proof of ownership, if you will, to the name on the document that the parents that allegedly gave or intended, or certainly intended for the child. So when, when the government took that piece of paper, they effectively took the legal title, if you will, to the name that now appears on a birth certificate that we all now use out there in the world. Uh, for example, we'll use that birth certificate to apply for a driver's license, and they'll take the name from the birth certificate and put it on the driver's license account. They'll put it on the social insurance account, on the deeds, the homes, uh, automobiles, all of these things, bank accounts, all of it. So we see that whoever has the legal title to the name that we're all doing business in basically has legal title to everything that we do in that name. And that's how they were able to pledge basically the future productivity of the people to back the money in order to get the money to flow back in the 30s, and, and that's still happening today. But what is the significance, Vic, of, of the fact that our names on most legal documents, government documents, birth certificates, or social insurance numbers, etc., are spelled in all capital letters? It's so exactly. capital R, capital I, capital C, capital H, capital A, capital R, capital B, S-Y-R-E-T-T, all in capitals, Richard Serrett. What does that mean? Yeah, well, it's not actually a relative to that, like we used to think in all capital letters. If, if the name is derived from that original statement of birth document that the government received, and I've, for example, I've seen birth certificates where the name is upper lowercase, the key is, is that the name that's recognized out there in the public does derive fr specifically from that primary foundation document, which is the statement of birth, and then is transposed from that onto a birth certificate so basically the name that our parents intended to give to us was in fact the title to that was given to the government and then the government issued us a birth certificate so we never actually got a name from our parents we got a name from the government because it's on a government issued birth certificate and it's not not related to the whether it's upper or lower case so much or not it's who holds the evidence of title to that name that is basically the term they used is recognized in law but so what has changed because uh, I don't know how far back this goes, but I, I'm assuming, you know, we've had birth certificates in some form or another uh, for, well, hundreds of years, perhaps. Uh, nope, it didn't actually, uh, I've read all the, the law of relating to registration came in about 1869-ish is when they started recording births in the, what they call the cradle roll at the municipal level, but it had nothing to do with the province. It wasn't until this whole bankruptcy thing took place in the 30s it was basically in order to pledge the future productivity of the people, uh, the people had to be enticed to register the births with the government, <clears throat> this, new, this new formula, and request a birth certificate. 
so that when we use the name deriving or use that birth certificate or any name that comes from that birth certificate, everything done in that name now belongs to who holds the evidence of title to that name. You see, that's how they're capturing the title to all the property. That's why we own nothing. <clears throat> and so, just so we're clear, it's not specifically related to whether the name is upper lowercase or all capital letters or not. It's who holds the title to the name that appears on the phone bill, on the deed to the house, on the tax bill, or whether it be property taxes or income taxes or social okay. insurance card or any of those things. All right, but my name is on the title to the house, so how does that mean? Well, it's, Why does that mean I don't own that house? Because the government is it's actually holding the evidence of title to that name. Again, that's back ah. to that statement of birth document. So the government has the legal title to the name that you're using that is now on the deed to the house that is on the permit for the car and bank account, all of these things. Everything that you do out there is in a name that's deriving from that primary statement of birth document that the parents signed. So I don't own my own name? Nope. We don't own the name that we're doing business in, and we don't know we don't own anything <clears throat> that we do uh, with that name. And in fact, it's codified in the Securities Act and anyone, and this is where people can start doing their own research to verify this for themselves, but uh, it's in the, uh, I'll just reference the Ontario Securities Act, but I know it's in all provinces and it's in coded in the, in the United States in the Uniform Commercial Codes of the states and the, and the National Uniform Commercial Code, that this document is a, this statement of birth document is defined as a security. And it is in, in that it is evidence of title two. Now listen carefully here. It is evidence of title two, the capital, assets, property, profits, earnings, and royalties associated with the name on the birth certificate. So that's and you know, and I've talked to legal people about that and they've all confirmed that that basically covers everything that a man thinks he owns is covered by that document, that statement of birth that is actually defined in legislation as a security. And people can look in their Securities Act under, under the term security, and you'll come up with it, that any document constituting evidence of title to the capital, assets, property, profits, earnings, or royalties associated with the name on the birth certificate. Now, I won't say associated with the name on the birth certificate. It says of any person. And what people need to, to, to remember here is, is God did not create persons. He created men and women. Person is a legal fiction. <clears throat> and so when they talk about capital assets, property, so on and so forth, of any person, they are referring to the name on the birth certificate. That's a person. That is not, a, that is not representing, and it is definitely not a man or a woman. And in fact, if someone was to, and here's where we, we also shoot ourselves in the foot when we present these government documentations and then uh, point to the name on it and say, yeah, that's me, we are basically, in essence, making ourselves no property belonging to the government which in their eyes makes us incompetent. So the government how do you has... Mean it, how do you mean, Vic, it, that makes us incompetent? Well, first off, we're not a name, so when, you know, and, it's, and, and I do it all the time, I test people, I'll, I'll pull out a business card, I'll pull out the birth certificate or ask them to produce theirs, and I'll point to the name on it and ask them, is that you? And every time I ask that question, 100% of the time, people will answer, yes, that's me. What should your proper response be, then? Well, the, the proper response would be, no, that's not me, that's the name, that's my name. <laughs> no, I'm me, and that's something separate from me. Me and that are not one and the same. That's insane when you start really thinking about it, and people might think it's a joke, but it's not a joke. In legal terms, it's very serious, the implications. If 
police officers do it all the time. That's how they get people in court. And I don't want to go down that path, but they'll say, well, he identified himself with a driver's license. Well, how do you identify yourself with a driver's license? You're either yourself or you're the license. Which are you? You can only be one. You can't be both. And two different things are not the same. Not in law, anyhow. <clears throat> so the- I'm guessing, though, the, though Vic, if, if unless you really know what you're doing, if you were to, let's say, to go to court and, and the judge would ask, you know, is are you Richard Serrett? And you would say, that's my name. Uh, the, the judge would get pretty <laughs> frustrated pretty quickly and wouldn't. Yeah, and it's, I don't, like I said, I don't really want to go down that path on this conversation on court. There's, it's, the thing is to deal with these issues out of court to get yourself out of the box so that you're not dragged into court. I mean, first off, this right. is not a ticket to kill people or steal or damage property. It's not about that. This is about the debts that everyone, everyone is right now is carrying debt and has a debt load and has payment obligations solely because they believe they own property. And that all comes about because we've been indoctrinated in school by our parents and by society in general to respond or, or identify ourselves with by an as a name appearing on government documentation. It's false. It's not, it's not correct. Right. But we all have the birth certificate. We all have a social insurance number. Uh, so isn't it too late? I mean, we're now we're trapped, right? We are, no, it's actually- we are slaves to the system. Did we lose Vic again? Hello? Vic, are you there? Yeah, sorry. Okay. Button click there by accident. No, uh, it's actually a blessing when you when you understand what's what's actually transpired here. See, first off, when the government basically, in taking that statement of birth document, which again is defined as a security, that that was pledging our future productivity. The label, the, the labor of the people, and the fruits of that labor is collateral to back the money, which you call debt. That's how the system works. That's the only way. If you want to go in and get a bank loan, you've got to pledge something, right? some kind of collateral well that in itself is a farce because you're not actually pledging anything that you own but that's another five-hour conversation in itself so we'll stick to the point here is in order for the government or anyone to pledge property that actually doesn't belong to them remember we all came into this world everything belongs to us and the government got that statement of birth so they got the, the, the title to the name that we will now use and for public purposes and it does take legal title or ownership of everything that we do in that name but it never got our permission. And so in order to do that legally and not be in a fraudulent situation, in other words, I cannot, Richard, I can, you know, all the name game stuff aside here, I cannot pledge something that belongs to you as collateral for a debt without your specific permission. So what the birth certificate actually is, is a bond. That's our ticket to the freedom. It's not a, it's, it's, if you treat it as a personal identification document or you identify yourself you know, with it or as the name on it, then you basically effectively are converting that security into evidence of title to the human body of your own free will, and that's why you'll feel like a slave. Slavery is abolished. However, nothing prevents, uh, there's no law against one volunteering to be a slave, and we're doing it all the time unknowingly. But the fact of the matter is... We volunteered by buying into the system. We... we, In order for uh, a certain amount of uh, security and, and uh, so forth, we we bought in, and now we're, we are more or less trapped. Well, that's right. But once we understand the mechanisms and what has transpired, then we can untrap ourselves. We are basically trapped as slaves or chattel, which in the old times meant is cattle, cattle, chattel, same thing. 
Let me just, before you proceed, let me ask, uh, get a point of clarification here. So the birth certificate you mentioned is a, is a bond, we are the, uh, which is offered up as security so that the government can borrow money, essentially. Well, create money, so, yep. Create money. So does that mean that our, our births are registered at the Bank of Canada? Uh, there is a connection there, yes. In other words, explain that connection. Well, it's again back in the old days. You could, uh, before all of this transpired, a man could walk into a bank with a you know a bar of gold or a truckload of gold. It didn't matter, and deposit that gold with the bank, and the bank would actually give him cash back by that gold. And uh, today, as I say, that's the, that is actually the property. So I, I lost track of your question there, Richard. That's all right. I was asking whether our birth certificates are in fact registered uh, with the Bank of Canada as collateral. Oh, I'm sorry. So, yeah, the, the, the Bank of Canada being our national or central bank, that's where all of these securities are actually not necessarily held there, but they're all connected there. Every birth that is registered has got to be connected to the Treasury because everything we're doing in that name in the future becomes property belonging to the treasury like the gold would belong to the treasury or to the in the bank vault in the days of old and that's what backs the money so there's no question that there's a, a connection with the central bank of canada because if there was no connection there then there would be there would be no uh, notes of the bank of canada floating around out there and they're not actually notes like all right listen, Victor, we'll uh, take another time out we'll come back coming to you live from the elite city resort hotel in kalamata greece a conspiracy show vic beck talking about how we became slaves to the system and how we can get out of this game back with more stay with us this is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted the Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. And we are back, coming to you live from the Elite City Resort Hotel in Kalamata, Greece, where we've been for the last uh, four weeks. Uh, next week will be our last uh, show here, and then the family and I will be heading up to uh, Athens, uh, Greece, before we head back to uh, Canada. Vic Beck joins us on the line as we discuss how we became slaves to the money system and how we can get out from under this. Vic is a, uh, a researcher, truth seeker. A Vic, interesting email I received here from uh, Andrew, who says, um, Hi, Richard. A little info for your show tonight. Birth certificates are written on bond paper, which means you're bonded to the Queen of England. And on my mortgage title, it states that I'm a tenant, not an owner. Keep up the truth. Uh, let's start with the, the mortgage. I find that fascinating. Is that, is that true that on our mortgages it states we are the tenant, not the owner? Absolutely. Uh, if there's two E's on there, like husband and wife, it'll say joint tenants. And uh, uh, But before I get further into that, and, and it's the birth certificate doesn't bond us to Her Majesty per se. It does if we use it in the manner that I said before. If we somebody points to the name on the birth certificate and asks you if that's you, and you say yes, then for all, in, which we've all done, and by our, by 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 our verbal actions and by signing on documents, because when we're signing documents, we're basically saying we're the owner of something we're not really the owner of. That creates what's called an attornment. And so we basically at that point become tenant to Her Majesty. Yes, absolutely. But I want to make one thing really clear, and people need to understand this part, and it's back to that statement of birth document where the parents put uh, fill out information with respect to the birth of their child, and that's the form that they put the name of the child, and we use the name Richard Serrett. So when the parents put the name Richard Serrett on that document that ends up in the hands of the government, if that document actually, Richard, was to end up in your hands, 
then you would have proof of ownership of the name Richard Serrett, and you would have proof of absolute <coughs> ownership of any any and all property in that name. Uh, no one would have you would have the superior claim, is what I'm saying, and uh, you would but you would also be responsible responsible for debts associated with anything and everything. But because that document went to the government, they've actually taken it in trust. They didn't purchase it. They didn't give any value for it. And we didn't purchase the birth certificate. It was a fee paid to receive it, but that's just purely an administrative fee, and therefore title does, to the birth certificate does not pass, so we don't even own the birth certificate. Bottom line is we do not own the name on the birth certificate. We do not own the birth certificate. We do not own any property, assets, capital. The income that you think is yours is not yours, but yet you'll sign on a tax return. I declare this is all my income, and in doing that, you're saying I'm the name on the account. Now you can see how the government, by, by the government having the title to that name, they basically own you. Not really, but <clears throat> in a quasi kind of way, and it's for those reasons that we've all become a tenant. Well, it, it, it was pointed out to me uh, some years ago uh, that Canada is listed on the uh, Security Exchange Commission website as a corporation. So if that's true and Canada is a corporation, that would make us, uh, you and I and everyone listening to this program, we would be, I guess, chattel, office furniture. Well, that, that's like, but like, like I say, that's that's the evidence of that is is the fact that the government has that statement of birth document, and they're right. and they're taking ownership of everything we do in that name, everything you do in your life. This is why Canada has assets of 144 trillion dollars, according to Statistics Canada, but the people will die with assets of less than 10 thousand dollars. How did that happen? We're the ones doing the work, right? <laughs> and. Uh, and it's not so much that Canada is a corporation, it's, it's known as a government, but it is a business enterprise, as evidenced by everything is money, 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 right? Well, this is a, this is a short segment, so we'll start this, this discussion, and then we'll break and pick it up on the other side. And, and, and uh, you know, obviously we need to, to, to get to the, uh, the nub of the situation, which is how do we get out from under this. And, and so w what's, the, what's the answer? Do we not register a birth? No, no, we uh, just... Do we not give... We I just, mean, how do we how do we get out from under this? We, we first off, we recognize and we accept and we do our own due diligence. And uh, again, I'm not asking people to believe anything I say here, but we do our due diligence to discover, for a certainty within ourselves, that that statement of birth document is evidence of title to the name and is how the government has basically got ownership of everything, anything and everything in the name that's on the birth certificate. But again, all of that uh, property that actually belongs to us was pledged without our knowledge. That's why they give us the birth certificate in the form of a bond. And yes, it does say right on there in very fine print, Canadian Bank Note or Canadian Bank Note Company. And it is on special bond paper. So <clears throat> the thing is, is people have three choices when they, when they accept this, and that is to do nothing and just keep going on as they are and <clears throat> live life the way they are to get upset about it and try to fight the system or accept the circumstances and I choose number three which is to accept the circumstances which is okay and the government is holding that document that is evidence of title to everything that I do in the name on the birth certificate including the debts see it owns if it owns the property it owns the debts and if we don't own any property how can we have any debts all right let me just stop you right there we'll uh, come back on the other side and we'll flush this out a little bit Vic Beck truth seeker how we became slaves to the money system. Coming to you live from the Elite City Resort Hotel in Kalamata, The Conspiracy Show. My name is Richard Serrett.
This is no place for the naive or the faint-hearted. The Conspiracy Show with Richard Serrett. Coming to you live from the Elite City Resort Hotel in Kalamata, Greece, where the uh, the sun is just uh, coming up over the uh, majestic Tahito Mountains uh, here, which are just literally outside my window uh, to the, uh, I guess that would be the east and just to the south. A stone's throw from where I'm sitting is the beautiful Messinian Bay, uh, which of course flows into the Mediterranean Ocean, or Mediterranean Sea rather. Uh, Vic Beck is uh, with us as we discuss how we became slaves to the money system. Now, Vic, I know that you're available uh, to uh, to come and speak with uh, with groups. They can invite you uh, by email, and you come and you conduct these seminars. And, and uh, first, why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of you? Uh, the only way is by email, and I do not have a website or I don't have any marketing going on or anything like that. So it's the email address is bb, b is in bumblebee, b is in bumblebee at tritel. That's t r y t e l dot net. And, uh, you know, that's the communication method. And uh, to touch on your, your Securities Exchange Commission, the whole reason for the creation of the Securities Exchange Commission in 1934 was the, the cause of the crash was there was no regulation of securities. And companies were issuing securities far beyond the wealth of the company and everything became worthless. So that was the reason for the creation of this the Securities Exchange Commission. <clears throat> and any organization, doesn't matter, even people that want to, Trade in securities must be registered, so it's not so significant that Canada is a member of that, uh, and it has been a member since uh, the inception of uh, the Securities Exchange Commission. They're quite right on that point. <clears throat> but to the analogy that we are, in essence, uh, I mean, would it be fair to call Canada a corporation and its citizens a chattel? Yep. And only, and again, I just want to clarify: we're only chattel because of how we're actually behaving. Now, we've got to see a bigger picture here, and, and <clears throat> I'm just throwing this out there for people. That's the picture I see, and that's how I operate, and that is, is that Canada is, is our family. If we look at Canada as our family, as a, as a ship, and we're all on this ship, the success of the ship is the, is the success of the people on the ship or the passengers. Right now, we're all on this ship, and we're all acting independently, and we're claiming ownership of things that we actually don't own. So we're all independent. It's mine, mine, mine. So now we've got this commercial war- warfare going on. <clears throat> if we recognize that what the government has done by registering the births, there's a divine purpose in behind it, I'm suggesting for people to consider, and that is, is that when the government took this document, yes, it took ownership of everything, including the debts. So let it have that ownership. Just recognize that they're holding that statement of birth document as trustee. And, and that's what a legal title, and whoever has a legal title to, to property is holding it as trustee. That's, that's, <clears throat> that's the way it works. So, but in practical terms, Vic, but that's what that means, that if someone holds a mortgage, that they should stop paying their mortgage no. because they don't own the property, therefore they can't be responsible for the debt. No, that wouldn't. That's not the approach to take. The approach to take is to contact the trustee. You're basically, and you're doing that now because you've had, a, as Jesus said, by the renewing of the mind, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And the renewing of the mind here is going. Okay, the fact is, I don't own anything. Everything is, it belongs to Canada for all intents and purposes. So fine, I'm going to renew my mind, and I'm going to work with that. So you have to, if you stop paying the bank, they're going to take the legal action and you're going to lose the house. It's going to cost a lot of money. That's not the approach. The approach is, is to contact the trustee 
the government that is holding that statement of birth document and your birth certificate is a bond in that it's the proof of claim that they're holding your estate. Essentially, in the old days, everyone had their estate. They had the title to the name, you know, Sir John, whatever it was, uh, and then all the assets, so on and so forth in that name, the land, the, the house, the, the, whatever, furniture, so on and so forth. That was an estate. Well, when the government took this statement of birth document, they basically seized all of our estates. You'll never inherit anything from your mother and father. Legally, yes. In fact, no. <clears throat> and um, okay, So I contact the trustee, which is the holder of the, uh, the bond, the birth certificate, and no. I tell them is what? The, is the holder of the statement of birth document is the party that issued the birth certificate, and you tell them you want them to settle these accounts. And what will they reply? You're, what, you're asking for, what you're asking for here is non-monetary equitable relief. See, a lot of everybody wants to make this about the money. Now, remember that statement of birth document is evidence of title to the capital, which is money, and the earnings, which is income. So, what's the point of you and I getting paid money when the government holds that the evidence of title to that money, which means you're really not actually getting paid? And that's just incurring further debt on the national economy that everyone bear, pays the price on at the end of the day. So the key is to recognize that when the government did what it did in registering the births <clears throat> since the 30s, is it is now acting as trustee. It is, it is acting as the legal owner because it is, in fact, holding the, uh, the evidence of title, which is defined as ownership. <clears throat> Look, get out the law dictionaries. So, it, it, in, in fact, the government or Canada owns everything, but it didn't give any any value to the people for it. So it's holding it as trustee. Right, right. So again, let me go back to the example of the uh, the mortgage, and you contact the trustee, the government, and you say, "What?" Oh, you're asking me. <laughs> Thought you're going to put words in my mouth. No, you just communicate that, you, as you know, blah, blah, you're holding the evidence of title to the name so-and-so, uh, Richard Serrett, and which is in this document is also evidence of title to the capital assets, property, so on and so forth, in that name or credited to that name. Here's the birth certificate that's proof that it's that's my basically title to my property or my estate you're holding. Settle it up. You and what would you expect the response to be from... The government for them to settle it up now it's it's I'm expressing this in very simple terms here before people consider doing this they want to have everything clear in their mind and in their heart before they do this don't just go specifically on the words this is why I do the speaking engagements because I can present the documentation and get people better educated and show them what you know the law books so on and so forth it's very short and sweet to keep it uh, very narrow and pointed because when you're communicating with government if you raise too many issues they'll pick on a weak issue and you know, they'll sidetrack you off of your, your true intent here. So I just stay focused on one thing. You're the trustee. Here's the proof. Now settle it up. But it has to be non-monetary equitable relief. In other words, they're not going to give you the money. We, this is why we don't need money, why we don't need to deal with banks. The government does, but we don't, because they're the ones that should be paying the bills, because they're the well, owner of the you, property. You did this according to you know the proper procedure, and this is something you discuss in your seminars. Correct. Are you saying that if that was done correctly... You're not going to get a knock at the door saying you're being evicted because... No, and furthermore, you will no longer have property taxes. You'll no longer have income taxes. All of these burdens go away. The only reason we have these burdens, Richard, is simple because we're claiming ownership of what, in fact, we do not own. We're all living in an illusion here. This is the Wizard of Oz. This is the Matrix. This is exactly what Neo was, was in that movie, the, the <clears throat> Matrix movies, was expressing to people, and he finally made peace. 
with the machine city, and machine city is basically the, the crown, the government, the whole, the whole system structure, and uh, the way to make peace with it is to accept, okay, you took the property that would normally belong to the people, great, you're the owner of it, I accept that. I don't want the money. I'm not upset about that. I'm not going to sue for millions of dollars because you took property that belongs to me and they didn't pay for it. <clears throat> I'm going to just pay the bills. Now, this opens up the door that if your heart's in the right place, and because some people get this idea, well, then I can get a whole bunch of cars and big house and TV and furniture and sex, drugs, and rock and roll. <clears throat> if that's their intent, they're still in bondage because there's a divine plan here, and that divine plan is that this property is to be used in, fulfill, in fulfillment of that divine plan, which is love thy brother. In other words, <clears throat> you will be given access to a multitude of wealth, capability, so long as it's not for self-serving purposes. It doesn't mean you don't get a house. Of course, you're going to have a house, and you're going to be provided freely all of the tools that you need to do what you like to do to do what's good for mankind. This is how we turn things around. This is the new world order. You know, the, <clears throat> Say, for example, you're not paying a mortgage, so you're paying rent. Same thing. There's lots of people that are now having their rent paid. But now you've got to convince the landlord. <laughs> no, no the, 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 no, no. The trustee pays the landlord. He gets paid. Ah. All of he this does. comes out of the treasury. All of the funds. People are paying for stuff they never had to pay for. Remember, when the, when the government did, <clears throat> or I never said this, but when the government did what it did and took title to everything, it also had to provide them the remedy. You can't take ownership of everything and then expect money to come from somewhere else, right? If you own it all, you own it all. Right, you have right. to put up the means to pay for these obligations. What, what happens if, uh, and, and I've asked you this before, but I, I found this to be a fascinating uh, sort of illustration. Let's say you get a parking ticket, Vic. What do you do? Well, effectively, uh, October 25th of uh, 2012 was when I really got honed in on what's going on there, although I didn't use the terminology I'm using now. It was effective in that every, any and all claims that were against Vic Beck disappeared. All Any and all claims against Vic Beck disappeared. Yep. So you can't. So anything that anything that was associated with the name Vic Beck, that's read that registered name that's derived on the birth that you see on the birth certificate that comes from that statement of birth that the government is holding the evidence of title to, they took care of all of it. So if you got a parking ticket tomorrow, what do you do? I won't get a parking ticket because once you've made the connection and they and, and they know you know who you are and what's going on, the name gets flagged. You won't get a parking ticket. You won't get these these speeding tickets and these other charges because they're just going to have to do the paperwork to pay for it. So once they know that, or once you've hit the nail on the head with the trustee, that becomes a responsibility of the trustee to to take care of all financial obligations and to protect that name now from being attacked. The only reason that they're attacking the name and issuing parking tickets and speeding tickets to you and I is because we've claimed ownership of stuff. Once we reverse that and put things and accept things in the proper order, <clears throat> then they won't do that stuff anymore because it just, it's just a paper burden for them. I guess, I'm guessing here, Vic, and you, you disabuse me if I'm incorrect here, but having pulled back the curtain and exposed the wizard, I'm, I'm guessing you're not, although they've sort of said, okay, you got us, Vic, all right, we'll take care of your bills, but they're not happy with you. Well, they're not taking care of my bills. They're taking care of their bills. Remember, they have the title Granted. to the name. Granted. and never, I don't own anything. Granted. But I'm, I'm still guessing they might not be real pleased with the fact that you're bringing this to light. Uh, it depends. It's as long as, and this is why I say it's, if people have their heart in the right place, then this is really good for everyone. 
if people are going to use this knowledge to take advantage of it for personal and private gain, yes, everyone would, everyone should have a problem with that. Because that's what got us all in this mess in the first place. Everybody's out there for their own profit and gain, me, me, me. And the, but the system is not structured that way. The universe is not structured that way. Nature is not structured that way. That's not God's intention at all. That's why I say there's a divine plan in behind the scenes here that people forgot about. It's whatever happened to love thy neighbor. Would it be fair to say, Vic, that you're not a capitalist? Uh, I don't really know what that means, but I would, I would, <clears throat> my my gut says to say no to that question. I'm not a capitalist. It's I'm, I'm, <clears throat> like I just said. The if if everyone just sat back for a second and took a deep breath and said, "Hey, if my if I help everyone else be successful, if everyone." The objective was to help everyone else be successful. We would all be successful. But you know, some of us got us this profit and gain that I'm I'm worth more than the next guy, and this and that and the other thing. And this has, in fact, people sit back and ponder on it. This is why one percent of the population of the world owns ninety-five percent of the wealth, <clears throat> and the rest of us are picking up piecemeal. They're taking advantage. If we were to go back to, uh, and then people are now talking about this, obviously because of the uh, the currency crisis that's spread around around the world. If we were to abandon this fiat currency and go back to a gold standard, back to the way it was before the Great Depression, would that change things? No. It's, 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 one of the reasons for the whole collapse was too is that there was not enough gold to back all the debts at the time. The best, the way the way they've got a structure right now is perfect. As soon as something is produced out of a factory, the money's there to pay for it. That's that's what you call call a balanced economy. There would never be any debt. A brand new car rolls off the assembly line. In fact, if you read the Sale of Goods Act, the check is on the front seat of the car to pay for that car. Like I said, when the government claims ownership of everything, they also had to put up the money. But it's already paid for. Oh, I got a wrap. I got a wrap. A delight talking to you as well, uh, as always, I should say. And uh, thank you for your time tonight. And uh, yours, and I appreciate the opportunity. All right. Vic Beck and uh, his information up on the website if you want to get a hold of him and invite him to a seminar. Just want to give you a heads up what's coming up on the, uh, the program in the not too distant future. Uh, Canadian UFO historian Grant Cameron, one of the preeminent researchers in the business, uh, will be with us. He of the presidentialufo.com website uh, will be along with our good friend Victor Vigiani. He'll join us in the studio. Uh, Grant Cameron has just penned a, uh, well, earlier this year, uh, published a new book entitled UFOs Area 51 and Government Informants. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about this UFO control group that has really kept the lid on the whole UFO file, if you will, for about 70 years. And uh, there was something else that popped up on his, uh, on his uh, website recently uh, that I found very interesting, and it was about John Lennon's UFO encounter back in the 70s. So uh, Grant Cameron will join us to talk about Majestic 12, John Lennon's close encounter, uh, and uh, many other things. And also, uh, Ron Patton will join us uh, coming up shortly on The Conspiracy Show. Uh, he, the uh, publisher of Paranoid Magazine, and James D. Eugenio, our JFK researcher, will return in several weeks to uh, pick up on our ongoing uh, JFK series as we commemorate the 50th anniversary of JFK's assassination. Coming to you live from the Elite City Resort, 
uh, Hotel in Kalamata, Greece, the website richardserrett.com. Say hello on Twitter at Richard Serrett. And as always, follow the truth wherever it leads.